Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Eye on the Hill 2023. Special coverage with David Dijanovic. KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ayers uh, covering the final days of the 2023 general session of the Utah legislature. Taylor Morgan in today for Dave Noriega just has has the day off and you swooped in here on your way to Capitol <laughs> Hill uh, because you are in the throes of the final hours of the session as well as a lobbyist. Yeah, it is the final week of the legislative session. It wraps at 11.59 p.m. Friday night. Uh, I, I know how many minutes that is, and I'm not going to tell you because that would be embarrassing. <laughs> but, yeah, we're in the final week. A lot happening. This, Debbie, is the most exciting week. It is. Anything can happen. Um, Lindsay Ertz, Castle News Radio, standing by live for us. Uh, Lindsay, I know we're going to be broadcasting live from 1 o'clock in the afternoon until 7 o'clock on Friday evening with Boyd and with Jeff Kaplan as well. And I'm sure you're going to be on the Hill all week long. What are the what are the pieces of legislation that you've got your eyes fixated on this these last few days? Well, guys, I will just tell you, I asked Senate leadership yesterday if we were going to indeed go until midnight on Friday night, and they all just laughed at me. So, <laughs> What kind of question? Why would you even yeah. ask, Lindsay? Come on. Yeah, it's tradition. You, <laughs> I don't know. If that gives you any indication about what this week is going to be like. Uh, I think today's bills that I'm tracking also give you an indication that things can change by the minute on Capitol Hill this week. Um I have been tracking this bill that we talked about yesterday, Deb, when Dave was here, and that was the bill to prohibit these um, diversity statements from being used with applicants and admissions for jobs and admissions for jobs with the state, with public universities, uh, for applying to grad schools and stuff like that. Um, this bill was pretty controversial, and it got heard in a Senate hearing um, yesterday, but it failed to make it out of committee. Well, it's been on a little bit of a wild ride over the last 24 hours, and we noticed late last night that it got put back on an agenda, but then just this morning, it was again pulled from that agenda. So if that gives you any indication on how fast things are moving, I have spoken to the sponsor, Representative Katie Hall, of that bill, and she says they are going to be um, studying that during the interim. Now, with all of that said, things can change by the minute. Uh, A bill that has been uh, heard by... I believe one chamber or one committee chamber can be brought to the floor of the other chamber without a committee in that chamber. So it's possible that these bills that have passed the House but haven't had a Senate hearing, for example, could then be heard on the on the Senate floor. Yeah. And that's what we mentioned earlier, Debbie, when we were talking about suspending the rules. It, It is it is another reason why this is such an exciting, wacky week up on the Hill, because Anything can happen at any time. There are rules to the process, but those rules can be suspended at any moment. Linz, uh, what do you know in terms of the food tax? We've talked about this for 100 years now. Uh, the legislature goes back and forth. Uh, for many years, we didn't have one, and then we had one, and then and now there's this discussion as to whether to repeal the, the state portion of the of the tax that we pay at grocery stores, uh, what where's that at? Is it getting anywhere? 
Yeah, so this is going to be a little bit of catch you up uh, segment right now, but um, we know that this bill is moving through the legislature. I believe it's in a committee again today. And this, there is a bill joined with a resolution. And the bill says we will take the state sales tax on food if a constitutional amendment is approved in 2024 that says we're going to remove the earmark for education that that go to income tax. Now, we have been asking lawmakers every single day where their negotiations are with education stakeholders because education groups are really invested that their funding be constitutionally protected, not just in a base budget or something that's subject to change every single year, but protected by the Constitution. And so we thought there might be an update yesterday, but Senator Ann Milner, who's been in talks with the education groups, told us that nothing has moved forward yet. So it appears that education may be digging in their heels in terms of the guns that they're sticking to uh, in terms of what they want in the Constitution. We know that they want to adjust for inflation and they want to adjust for that um, enrollment growth and things like that. That's, those are things they want protected on top of their WPU going up and things like that, which have already been funded. But um, we haven't seen that deal struck yet between education groups and lawmakers. Meanwhile, the bill and the resolution are moving forward. So what I suspect will happen is that will likely pass as it is right now, just saying that constitutionally voters would have to prove getting rid of the earmark on education. But keep in mind, we have another legislative session before the ballot in 2024. So next year, okay. next session, we could come back and change that language in the of what we put on the question on the ballot to say, do you want us to fund education first and then everything else after that? So it might change not just from a removing the earmark, but an amendment of the earmark. Yeah, this is this is a very fascinating subject and it is complicated. There's a lot of moving pieces. Uh, Debbie, if you recall, last November, the legislature uh, put on a ballot measure on the ballot that surprised a lot of voters yeah. that would have given. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. And then some additional... Yeah. Uh, control over the budget during emergency remember, sessions. I remember coming in and saying, I don't know where this came from. I've never heard of this before. That lost big It did lost, on the ballot. Big. Yeah, The legislature knows now that if they try to just put a earmark removal for education on the ballot, that it will lose. They need to tie it to a populist issue like the repeal of the state food tax and or they need to get the education community behind a removal of the earmark. Yeah, and that's what I, I was going to uh, bring that up, Linz, is the education community, just as outsider looking in, but they hold all the cards on this right now. Why in the world should they budge on how education is funded, which voters approved the constitutional amendment for in the late 90s? Because we're, we, I think as voters and, uh, you know, as parents, I was just a brand new parent then, but I was also uh, reporting on Capitol Hill and reporting on educational issues, that we felt that there was a uh, a sense of uh, they, a loss a loss of focus from legislators back then 
regarding the spending on education. And I think I mentioned this a couple of days ago when we were talking that I walked into classrooms and and, in schools where encyclopedias were 35 years old. And there were no computers. Like there, there was one computer for numerous kids, and yet lawmakers were in the throes of buying themselves new laptops. Of course, funded with taxpayer money. So this was the '90s, and I don't. Yeah. I think a lot of us who've been around for a while are going to have a hard time forgetting that and getting past that. So, in my view, lawmakers really have to offer something up to education in order to move that needle because they're going to have to get behind it and encourage voters to repeal, I guess if that's the right word, word that constitutional amendment that we put in place, I don't know, 25 years ago, yeah. 26 yeah, years ago. What I will say is it's possible that at least some education groups, maybe not all of them, maybe everyone has different views on this, but at least some education groups might be okay with the earmark going away because lawmakers have consistently brought down the income tax, which ultimately means less funding for education and those other social services that it funds, right? And so perhaps some of them want it shored up in a different way and shored up in what we fund through income tax and in the order we fund it in order to protect it because that pot continues to go down. And there's even been ideas floated that it go away altogether. Yeah, the legislature has explored and I think will continue to explore the possibility of eliminating the state income tax altogether. And if there is no state income tax, there is no earmark. Well, a lot of states don't have a state Eight other tax. states in the country right now and, have and, no state income tax. And we've had tax. that conversation, I think it was with the president of the Senate a couple, several weeks ago when the legislature kicked off, Lynn's, and that was the, this very conversation as you worry about people picking up and moving, uh, retirees considering moving to a state that they don't have to pay a state income tax. Yeah. Yeah, and Senator, uh, sorry, Senator President Stuart Adams said that very thing to me, okay. that it is indeed that it is the goal for income tax to go away. They believe taxing consumption is better than taxing productivity is how he put it, right? So taxing the sales as opposed to taxing people's ability to work, right? So that's the overall overarching philosophy that many of them believe. And so we have sort of seen sort of this lowering of the income tax rate. And I should also say that education groups also want the food sales tax to go away. So that is something okay. that they've worked together on in the past, um, that they believe that that's something good for a lot of people. So they want that to go as, go away as well. So we will just have to wait and see whether education groups get on board and in what way we fund education. And to be fair, lawmakers have vowed that they will fund education. Yeah, of course. Um, Lindsay Ertz, I can never, I just can't turn away from your coverage. It has been phenomenal. Um, all session long. Um, So thank you so much for jumping on the line. Our commitment is to have you in the 11 o'clock hour. Join us every single day this week as we march up to the final final hours of the 2023 general session. And just looking at the tax relief, um, $400 million, the Executive Appropriations uh, Committee has agreed to $400 million in tax relief reducing income ta- the income tax rate for Utah residents from 4.85% to 4.65%. Doesn't sound like a, a ton of money per person, but it adds up to hundreds of millions of dollars, Taylor. Yeah. I was expecting maybe a larger tax cut, even maybe a tax rebate uh, this session with the <laughs> surplus. But uh, instead, the legislature has provided a tax cut 
and they've made huge investments in infrastructure and in education. But no rebate. No rebate. No rebate. (laughs) It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.